0: Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from hosts and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist for medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Finding a Foothold. And I am so excited today because I have a guest here that I am just so proud of and just so honored to introduce to you all. And his name is Mr. Rubin. Mr. Rubin is a spouse, a caregiver, and I met this couple. And I I just want to start by saying, They exemplify what it means to being there and being focused to the end and is the life that I've seen exemplified with Mr. Rubin and his wife. So I want to introduce you to him and we'll talk about his struggles and his victories and those things that he has grown into as he has stepped into the role as the caregiver for his wife. And he's had that role for several years. And we'll discuss how that role has evolved over the years and just how he has become who he is today and how they continue to work as a team and taking care of the needs that she has. So right now, I want to let you meet Mr. Rubin. And Mr. Rubin, I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, about your wife, your marriage, your children. And then tell us a little bit about when things started to change and then we'll slowly transition into what's going
1: on today. Well, thank you, Consuela. Good to be with you this morning. My wife and I are in our late 70s. We've been married for 55 years going on. We have seven children, 25 grandchildren. And about seven years ago, my wife had a devastating heart attack. Three days later, she had a devastating stroke. And a few years after that, she had another heart attack. And so she's been challenged with her mobility all these seven years. Before she had these problems, I would have told you that I could not do the caregiving role simply because I had never experienced it. But more more than that, I have an aversion to hospitals and medical settings. And so at this point in time, I feel more comfortable. And a a lot of that is because of some help along the way
0: he stepped into that role and chose to learn to do the role. And he does have a support system. They're not always present. So am I right to say you have children, they don't live close by, but you you are surrounded by a great network of family members. Yes,
1: we have family and when called upon, they they fill in and and do a good job of that. We also have a good support system through our church and Yes. We have people there that can come in and fill in from time to time. But 24-7, I'm pretty much it. I'm retired and I'm and, and able physically and my health is good. And so we make a team as we go along life's path together.
0: Yes. And I, I, I want to add that in meeting Mr. Rubin and hearing the struggles, look, he, he didn't tell you, but he's an engineer, And I've seen some of the things that he's engineered that are quite ingenious, that he has made things work in their home setting that has been just remarkable, knowing how to put things in place that can assist and aid in his ability to be able to take care of his wife. And I've got to add that as a therapist and doing this for over 25 years, everybody is not always able to make those connections and put the things together and have that support and have that know-how of having, knowing how to do caregiving. And I can say, I want to just say that Mr. Rubin did it. He cooks, he cleans, he, he takes care of the yard. He has a garden. He does things that he loves to do. He's still involved in his hobbies. And I, we'll talk about that a little bit more of trying to keep that balance in your life when you are providing uh, care for someone full-time. But Mr. Rubin's heart was bent at providing the care for his wife. And I want to say, I, I, I just appreciated that from the beginning, but also Mr. Rubin, part of that engineering and having to do things and figure out how to do things, it also can make you also lean toward that idea that you can do all of this yourself. Would you say that a little bit, Mr. Rubin, that it can also say, I've got this all figured out and I can do this?
1: Well, yes, I must admit. it.
0: Yes. This year, she went through another episode where she had a further decline in her status and did receive some skilled nursing care. But then the opportunity came where the choice had to be made, whether to continue in the long-term care setting or to return to the home. And they they both together made the decision that she was to come home.
1: I gave her a choice of staying in nursing care at the nursing home. Are to come and be in our home. She chose to come home. And I must say, I'm grateful for that.
0: And in the coming home, this year is where I got a, the chance to be involved in that transition back into the home setting. So Mr. Rubin, today with your wife, can you see some of the progress and some of the things, can you look back and see some of the changes that Working together, you and I were able to come up with and discuss that did result in you being able to better care for your wife in the home setting?
1: Oh, of course. Yes, you've been a great assistance uh, in helping me understand some things. Keep in mind that in the beginning, my wife had some strength, and so transfers were not terribly difficult because she was able to assist a little Mm -hmm. bit. But she has lost her strength to the point that she can't assist me at all. And so I was struggling. Uh, I'd even gone to the point of acquiring a lift. It did not work out very well. But Consuela observed my struggles in making the transfers. And she taught me how to do that without hurting my back or causing injury to myself. And so even though my wife is unable to assist at all, I'm able to do the transfers now in a much more efficient and meaningful way. And so that's been one of the uh, major items of uh, learning from Venezuela, among other things.
0: Yes. You know, and and you know, and and from my standpoint, Mr. Rubin was doing so many things correctly. He had a a very good understanding uh, about what it took to provide the care. He knew what needed to be done. What I did was just to come in and just fine tune some of those things uh, that he was doing by providing some suggestions on the bed and speak a little bit about that. It was one of those things that I had to Approach very gently because things were working, but I had an inkling that, you know, I can probably improve on that a little bit if I can convince him of this one thing.
1: Well, we had uh, just a regular twin bed, and uh, I had um, had a mattress made that was a special for that bed at the right height and so forth. But as my wife lost her strength, it became more difficult to yes. manage particularly the transfers. Second thing, I had bought a a wheelchair that you could not lift the arm up. So I was trying to make transfers over the top of an arm that would not move. But Consuela saw that bed and said, listen, we need to do something about that bed. Have you thought of a hospital bed? I said, well, no, I, I thought that this was good. Didn't know any better. And so to have my wife sit up in the bed, I was having to lift her, straining my back, mm-hmm. putting a cushion under her, and that was not very comfortable. And so when, when Consuelo suggested the hospital bed, I said, well, maybe we should try that. So we got one in. And lo and behold, it was automated. And to have my wife come to a sitting position, mm-hmm. lo and behold, just press the button. And so that was a major step forward in her care and in my saving my back. Yes,
0: yes. You know, and, and from my standpoint as a therapist, I am very mindful of your right to say no and respecting the right to say, this is not for us. But I'm also always want to be an advocate for actually you in seeing that I'm identifying some things that are occurring that I think we can alleviate some of these issues if we can use some other approaches and some other techniques and just making those all recommendations for you and allowing you time to process those things and to really maybe take a shift in your thinking and and, and into your perspective of, of maybe pushing aside some of the things that used to work and maybe embracing some things that now need to change. And Mr. Rubin was great at that. And he made a good point just now in saying that where that bed was once the correct choice, it was no longer working because her status had changed. And as caregivers, that's one of the things that I, I, I want to continue to stress that as things change, shifts in how you approach those things have to also change. It doesn't mean that you're now a failure. It's just that they're just no longer working. And you just have to come up with another plan. The things that we were able to accomplish was to continue to develop your environment that allowed for being able to do those things from the bedside level in a way that it just minimized the stress on you, the caregiver, Mr. Rubin.
1: I'd like to make a a comment. Number one, uh, my wife has had through the years, many therapists come into our home. And most of the time, the attention was focused solely on her needs. Consuela was a breath of fresh air because for the first time she came and worked with me as a caregiver. And so that improved my wife's situation and my situation because I was able to give better care to my wife. And on top of that, I was able to preserve my health and strength without hurting myself. And I would like to mention course, everyone knows that we've been through this COVID crisis for the last year and a half or so. And so one of the things I uh, learned uh, through that process was I needed to get my wife out of the home from time to time uh, so that she could experience fresh air, mm-hmm. sunshine, mm-hmm. seeing the neighbors go about their business. And so I made it a practice And I think Consuela kind of prompted this (laughs) to get her up out of that bed to take her outside, to get fresh air and some sunshine. And I believe that really helped us get through this COVID situation to the point that we were able to without having uh, major problems in our relationship and in our home.
0: Yes. And as a therapist, I'm always advocating movement and being able to do tasks that are safe and reasonable. So once we were able to develop that plan and that strategy for easily getting her in and out of bed, and he became a whiz at it. And then to add to that, it was that social component. Now she can easily get in and out of the bed. Let's just look at other aspects of socialization for her. And while we're on that topic, that whole caregiving role, it consumes so much of our life, Mr. Rubin, and you, you can attest to that. You're, you're there with her 24 hours a day, but you also make time for your interests. He's got plenty of hobbies, and I know gardening was one of those hobbies. And how important do you feel is it for you to take care of yourself while you're taking care of your wife?
1: Oh, I think that's critical. Uh, that's, a, that's a part of the longevity, not of the person you're giving care to, but of your own longevity <laughs> and being able to survive from day to day and have your uh, wits about you and continuing mm-hmm. along life's path. So I'll just give you one example quickly. Uh, I have a sister whose birthday is the first day of August. My birthday is the second day of August. My sisters uh, and I wanted to get together for a little birthday event. So I, even though early on, I was very reluctant to seek help from my family, I've gotten more comfortable with that. And I called my son and he was able to come over and be with his mother, my wife, for a period of several hours while we were celebrating our birthdays at a a restaurant nearby. And so the idea that he was really grateful to be able to be with his mom Mm -hmm. And the fact that I was comfortable in asking, I think it's made a better relationship for my son and me and my wife. I think it's worked out very well.
0: Wonderful to hear that. That's great. Well, Mr. Rubin, you're the number one up there on my list of caregivers. You're doing what's in your heart. And that's where it starts with having a desire to do it. But... It has to go beyond just having a heart to do it. It's then learning how to do it. It's learning those techniques that prevent injury, techniques that keep the day going smoother, those things that you can learn that just helps this whole process to go by in a less stressful fashion. You've done that and you've been able to make changes and adaptations. Many things that worked in the past, when they don't work, we just have to put them aside. And I really appreciate you taking this opportunity to be with me this morning to share your story. And it is, it's a true labor of love, what I see demonstrated in the life of you and your wife. And I want to say thank you again for allowing me the opportunity to work with you all and just to be there and to be the uh, support for you all. Thank you so much.
1: Hats off to you, Consuela. Thank thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, goodbye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mr. Rubin. And I hope you can identify some areas that are similar to some things that you are facing or challenges that you have experienced in your caregiving journey. So I encourage you to seek support, make adaptations and be willing to change as you are continuing to care for your loved one. Thank you for tuning in again and I'll be with you again on next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of finding a foothold. I am so glad that you tuned in today and I invite you to subscribe to our podcast. And also I would like for you to leave a review of this podcast so that others can find our podcast and also join in this wonderful caregiving community. And if you have a question that you'd like to ask, I invite you to visit our website at findingafoothold.com and using the call-in button and leaving your question. And I also invite you to take advantage of our free 15-minute consult session where we get to discuss in more detail your caregiving challenge. You can find this podcast on all of the major podcast streaming sites. I invite you to follow us on Instagram and I thank you for tuning in this week. Have a good week.